there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. Now, we've been looking at the benefits of soul winning. Because remember, we are talking about the sheep and church growth. Benefit number one, you become wise. Benefit number two, you shine like stars. Benefit number three, you experience joy. Benefit number four, your feet are protected. Benefit number five, I want to continue, you enjoy supernatural provision. When you do soul winning, you activate supernatural provision. Now, everybody here has needs. You have needs. I have needs. I have a need to build the church. I have a need for finances to see the church build. Everybody has needs. There's somebody who needs healing. There's somebody who needs, you know, monies for their project. There's somebody who needs a job. There's somebody who needs a spouse. There's somebody who wants to get married. There's somebody who is married but doesn't have children. They need children. So everybody has needs. But you see, many Christians have their priorities upside down. We want the things of the kingdom, but we don't want what is at the heart of the kingdom. I need to say that again. We want the things of the kingdom, but we don't want the things or what is at the heart of God's kingdom. We want the things that the kingdom can offer to us, but we don't want to embrace what is at the epicenter of the kingdom of God. And that is why we are frustrated. We are chasing after the wrong things instead of concentrating on the main thing. You see, at the heart of God's kingdom is the salvation of souls. I need to repeat that again. There's no amen, but it's fine. I want to say this again. At the heart of God's kingdom is the salvation of souls. At the heart of God's kingdom is not cars, is not lands, is not marriage. It is not all these things that we are chasing after. At the heart of God's kingdom is the salvation of souls. And the reason why we are frustrated is because we have neglected was what is at the heart of God's kingdom and we are chasing after the side effects of being in the kingdom of God. What are the side effects? Blessings. What are the side effects? A car. What are the side effects? Marriage. What are the side effects? Land. Those are the things we are chasing after and we have failed to embrace what is at the heart of the kingdom of God. No wonder we are frustrated because as the more we are chasing those things, the more they are elusive to us. And the reason why is because our priorities are upside down. Our prayers are relegated to just asking for things from God. We have turned God into an ATM machine where we go and punch numbers and then expect a withdrawal. So our relationship with God is based on the things that he gives us, but we fail to embrace what is at the heart of the kingdom of God. When we pursue what is at the heart 
of the kingdom of God, provision will take place in our lives automatically. Mm, 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 mm. Let me say that again. When we embrace what is at the heart of the kingdom, supernatural provision will be inevitable in our lives. Look at what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he says, all these things shall be added to you. So before addition, there must be seeking. Talk to me somebody. You're very quiet this morning. Before the addition of all these things that we want, and these things are nice, and they are part of the kingdom, but before the addition, we must seek the kingdom of God. We must understand what the kingdom of God is all about. We must understand why did Jesus come? Did Jesus come for me to drive a car fast, or Jesus came so that I may be saved? Which one comes first? It is salvation. Salvation is the main reason. Why Jesus came to the world. Salvation is the main reason why he shed his blood on the cross. Salvation is the main reason why Jesus was buried and on the third day he rose again. That is the main reason. Then after salvation, these other things will start being added into our lives. Thank you for the few claps. So if we make the main thing the main thing, all these other things will be added unto us. Look at your neighbor and tell them, that's why you are frustrated. Yes, that's why you are frustrated. That's why you are waiting for somebody to marry you. They are not marrying you. Without some of you realizing that the person who is supposed to marry you is not even born again. Oh, can I preach in this house? The person you pray, oh God, bring this man, bring this woman. Bring. They are not even born again. As you are here praying, oh God, bring this man. The man is drinking. The woman right now. He's screaming, saying, kill me, kill me, kill me. Am I talking to somebody this morning? And so you are frustrated. We are mad. We are angry with God. Simply because we are chasing for things. Instead of going for what is at the heart of the kingdom of God. That's why you see the Bible says, go out and bring these people so that may have my house. God says, my house may be full. When the house is full, everything that is needed is in the house. Is in the house. Are we together, somebody? That's why I always tell you, a mega church is a better church. Yes. You look for a business, a business opportunity, it is in the house. You are looking for somebody to do a referral for you. It is in the house. Chances of you of, you see, chances of you of getting married in a church that has a capacity of 5,000 members. Those chances are very high than being in a church that has five members and three of them are married. Hmm. 
Tell your neighbor pastor is preaching the truth. So we need to seek the kingdom. We need to go for souls. We need to bring in souls into the house of God. Then the Bible says these other things shall be added unto us. Hallelujah. So when you do soul winning, supernatural provision takes place in your life. Number six. We move very quickly. When you do soul winning, these are the benefits of doing soul winning. You experience signs and wonders. You experience signs and wonders. Soul winning commits God to work with you to confirm his word with signs and wonders. I don't know if you have ever wondered how you can perform miracles. Sometimes when you see somebody performing miracles, you're wondering, hey, how did he do that? How can you just pray for somebody and they leap from a wheelchair and begin to walk? How can you just pray for someone who is blind and their eyes are open? How can you pray for someone who is sick, you know, bedridden, sick, almost dying, and they receive new strength and jump out of their bed? Sometimes we wonder how these things actually happen. And sometimes we think these things are left to the mightiest prophets. <laughs> or anointed evangelists or men who are really prayerful they pray and vibrate like a generator and you don't vibrate so you're wondering how, how can I really you know do this but look when you go for soul, soul winning when you go for evangelism you position yourself for miracles signs and wonders it is easy for you to perform miracles when you are involved in soul winning. And one of the reasons is the, the people that you are reaching out to, some of them, they are on the verge of giving up. Some of them are looking for anybody who can tell them anything and they will believe it. And when they believe it, it will work for them. So when you go to them, you can even make a very simple prayer. And because they are believing what you have said, a miracle takes place. You understand what I'm saying? If there is a place I have seen faith, it is in hospital, not even in church. In church, there is no faith. There is no faith in church. If you really want to see faith, go to the hospital. Go to the world and introduce yourself as a man of God. You have come to pray. I remember one time I went to pray for someone in the world. I introduced myself as a man of God and I prayed for that person. But that was my member. As soon as I was soon... As soon as I was done praying for my member, everybody wanted me to pray for them. They didn't care. They wanted to be healed. Everybody said, please come here, pray for me as well. Pray for me as well. I ended up praying for almost everybody in that world. And I could see faith. I was not telling them, say amen, the way I'm telling you. <laughs> they were shouting, amen, 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 amen. I will get out of this bed. Amen. I will walk again. Amen. I will go home. Amen. If you want to see faith, go out there where people are in need of a miracle. And God will use you mightily. You will be surprised. You will even pray a very simple prayer. But because the ground is full of faith, the miraculous takes place. I see you performing miracles this week. In the name of Jesus. 
I see you praying for the blind eyes and they get opened. I see you pray for the sick and they get healed in the name of Jesus. Can you shout a louder amen? Mark chapter 16 and verse 20. The Bible says, and they went forth. Who are these? The disciples. They went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. When they went, God decided to join them. And as they were preaching in every place, the Lord started confirming the word through accompanying signs. They started seeing miracles taking place. Because the moment you say you are going for God, God goes with you and he confirms the word that you speak. When you talk to someone, they tell you, I am very sick. In fact, I have so many problems in my house. And you tell them, I want you to close your eyes. I pray for you. God is there watching and listening to what you are going to say. If you proclaim healing, he will release healing. If you proclaim deliverance, he will release deliverance. Whatever you say, because God is with you, my goodness, it will begin to take place in their lives. This week we declare it's a week of miracles. It's a week of signs and wonders. Shout a louder amen in this house. Every soul winner, I want you to know, you are poised for signs and wonders. Every soul winner, as you are going out there, you have just positioned yourself to produce miracles. Because as they went to preach, the Bible says God was with them, confirming the word. And sometimes when you talk to someone and they don't want to get saved, just tell them, I want to pray for you if you have any need. Yeah, just tell them, I want to pray for you. I know you have needs, just mention it. I want to pray for you. And I want you to tell them that God is going to heal you. If they are sick, tell them God is going to heal you. Because some of them, it is the miracle that will make them give their lives to Christ. And you pray for them, you lay hands on them and pray for them, you rebuke devils, you pray for healing, whatever. And I'm telling you, you will see signs and wonders. You will see the miraculous taking place in their lives. Can I hear an amen? And you know, most of those people that you meet, they don't know you, isn't it? And they're not even familiar with you. You see, if your neighbor, you tell your neighbor you can pray for them to receive a miracle, the neighbor who knows you, he will look at you and say, hey. Ebu, turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you know I can pray for you, you get a car. Look at their attitude. What do they think? <laughs> they are sizing you up, isn't it? They are wondering, you, 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 you can pray for me, you. But you see, when you go out there, they are not familiar with you. They are not familiar with you. In fact, they think you are the pastor of the church. Talk to me, somebody. Am I preaching to you, someone? Yes, they will think you are the pastor of the church. And they will say, please pray for me. I have so many problems. And you begin to pray for them. And God is listening to the prayer you are making. And, and, and as you speak those things, the Bible says, God will begin to confirm. He will confirm the word. When you pray for healing, he will confirm healing. When you pray for deliverance, he will confirm deliverance. When you pray for demons to leave their houses, demons will leave their houses. When you pray that they may get a job, they will get a job. Whatever you declare will come to pass. I release the grace for signs and wonders. I release the anointing for miracles. Upon your life as you go out to preach this week, may you experience the miraculous in the name of Jesus. Shout a louder yes in this house.
miracles. As they went, God confirmed. Number seven. The benefit of soul winning is you carry the presence of God. You carry the presence of God. You see, you are being involved in God's work. So God has to be with you. You understand? Look, when you say you are going to fornicate, you cannot carry the presence of God. Immediately, God leaves you. You're very quiet. Funny, you, 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 you. <laughs> what is going on in the church this morning? When you are saying you are going to steal, God leaves you. He can't be with you. You understand what I'm saying? When you say you are going to, to do drugs or to drink alcohol, God leaves you. He cannot go with you. You are on your own. Are we, are we, are we together some, someone? If, if you say you are going to fight somebody, you're going to fight, physical fight, God leaves you. But when you say you are going for outreach, hey, God says, hey, angels, please. Let, let's go with this man. Let's go with this woman. Let's go with these people. They are going to do what is very close to our hearts. And the presence of God begins to walk with you. Hey, how many want the presence of God? I want the presence of God to be with me. God begins to walk with you because you are going to do his work. And he has to help you to accomplish the mission. In this verse, the Bible says, and they went out, still Mark chapter 16, verse 20, and they went out preaching everywhere, the Lord working with them. That is the presence of God at work in their lives. God said, if you're going to preach, you're not going to go alone. I will be with you. I will be with you. One of the ways you can attract the presence of God in your life is by walking, by doing soul winning. Hallelujah. Now, in your house, if you drop granules of sugar in your house on the floor, what's going to happen? Huh? What's going to happen? Are you speaking English? <laughs> what will happen? Can you con like, to tell your neighbor, can you construct a sentence? Because I'm wondering, are you guys speaking English? What are you saying? What's going to happen if you drop granules of sugar on the floor in your house? Now, if you tell me ants, what, what kind of answer is that? Construct a sentence, please. What's going to happen? Huh? <laughs> Pastor Zev. Why are you saying until? Is, 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 is that an answer, really? <laughs> you will be so surprised where ants will come from. Yet you have cleaned your house, you have swept your house, you have even mopped your house, but ants will be attracted to those particles of sugar that you have dropped on the ground. You will not even know where they came from. All of a sudden, they will be in that place trying to carry those granules to go and take them to their place of abode. That is how attractive soul winning is to the presence of God. When you say you are going out for God, you immediately attract his presence. 
When you say you're going to reach out to somebody out there and bring them to church, you immediately attract the presence of God. The presence of God comes and dwells with you. And God begins to work with you. Can I hear an amen? amen? Psalms chapter 16 verse 11, the Bible says, You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In his presence there is joy. And in his presence there are pleasures forevermore. Hmm. So as you walk with the presence of God, there is fulfillment. As you walk with the presence of God, there is joy. As you walk with the presence of God, there is satisfaction. As you walk with the presence of God, there is, there is, there is a sense. There is a sense of fulfillment that you experience as a believer. So soul winning attracts God's presence. You see, Moses said, if your presence doesn't go with us, we will not leave this place. Because it's dangerous to operate without the presence of God. So soul winning brings the presence of God in your life. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Such a joy to know that God is with you. Everywhere you go, you just feel him. He's with you. Hallelujah. Yeah, you feel him. He's with you. You feel him. You feel him. And you'll be so surprised that somebody is just waiting for you to tell them about God. Because God is ready to convict them. You see, when the presence of God is with you, the convicting power of the Holy Spirit is with you. And as you talk to someone, someone will be so willing, you know, to give their lives to Christ. You know, there's a time I was talking to somebody on the street. And then I, I asked him a question in a casual way. I just say, would you want to give your life to Christ right now? He said, yes. Even, even his response shocked me. I say, did you understand my question? He said, yes. I said, do you want to get saved right now? He said, yes. Hey, I prayed for him and got saved. But you see, when the presence of God is with you, the convicting power of the Holy Spirit is with you as well. And you might look at somebody and think that this person cannot get saved. But if you pop the question, immediately they say, yes, I want to give my life to Christ. Because of the presence of God that you carry. Hallelujah. Do you want to be a carrier of God's presence? I want to be a carrier of God's presence. Do you want to be a carrier of God's presence? Start doing soul winning. Everywhere you are, do soul winning. In the matatu, in the bus, at the place of work, everywhere in your neighborhood, you will be a carrier of God's presence. Number eight. Another benefit. You receive the crown of rejoicing. When you become a soul winner, you receive the crown of rejoicing. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19 to 20. The Bible says, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. In this verse, we see the thrill of discovery. We see what Paul looked forward to. He anticipated the rapturous moment when he will meet those he led to Christ in heaven. Can you imagine you're walking in heaven, you know, just enjoying the streets of gold, and you're just looking at the water, 
you know, that is flowing, whose streams make glad the city of a God, of our God, and you're just, you know, walking around, you know, telling yourself, wow, I made it. I can't believe it. I made it. Wow, I made it. This is a dream come true. I made it. And then you meet somebody and he says, hey, thank you so much for preaching to me. If you didn't preach to me, I could not have been here. You'll be so happy. You'll be so elated, isn't it? Or you meet somebody who says, thank you for being very persistent. I used to run away from you. I used to dodge you. Even at some point, I gave you a wrong phone number. So that you may not bother me. But thank God you did not give up on me. You kept on pestering me. You kept on visiting me. I'm so grateful. Let me tell you, there will be so much joy in your heart. But more than that, because of that soul that you have brought into the kingdom of God, you will receive the crown of rejoicing. That's what Paul is saying here. You are our crown of rejoicing. When we see you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his second coming, you are our crown of rejoicing. Look, if you are the only one in heaven, nobody you reach to, nobody you preach to is there in heaven, you will not be as happy as some of us. Isn't it true? You know, there is a gentleman who vied and he is married. And he only got one vote. So that means even his wife did not vote for him. <laughs> you, are, <laughs> you have people that you think they are with you, but they are not with you. So can you imagine getting to heaven and you realize there is no single person you brought to the Lord. But you made it. You will not be as happy as the people who have fruit in heaven. When they look around, they can see, oh, I brought this one, I brought this one, I brought this one, I brought, I brought this one. I believe you will not have the crown of rejoicing. You know, we always talk about Lazarus. You know Lazarus? The one who was poor. And we talk about him, how he went to heaven. But look, there is nowhere it is written that Lazarus did outreach. So he went to heaven but without fruit. You can go to heaven but without fruit. There is nobody that Lazarus preached to. He was a righteous man. But he never preached to anyone. Being poor does not ex excuse you from doing evangelism. Who am I preaching to in this house? I say being poor does not excuse you from going for soul winning. Even if you are poor, you should do soul winning. My prayer is when you get to heaven, you get to heaven like people like Reinhard Bonke. You have fruit in heaven. You will get to heaven like Billy Graham. You have fruit. You will get to heaven like Daswet Achero. You have fruit. Look at jealous people. They are not happy for me. You will get to heaven like men and women of God who have led so many people to Christ. There will be a crown of rejoicing on your head because of the souls that you have brought into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You will enter heaven like a general, like Bishop Wilfred Lye, who has brought so many people to the Lord. Hallelujah. You will enter heaven like many evangelists who have brought so many people to the Lord. There will be a crown of rejoicing on your head. Hallelujah. I think when we get to heaven, we shall do some inspection 
They say, okay, Pastor Rose, you have made it. Yes, but where is your crown of rejoicing? Pastor Daido, you have made it. Hey, but where is your crown of rejoicing? Huh? It's a question. Oh, Pastor Steve, thank God you made it, but there's something missing on your head. I can't see the crown of rejoicing. Yes, you will say, yeah, I made it, but I wish, I wish I can go back and at least have that crown on my head. You see, you can be in heaven, but you don't have all the privileges of heaven. Hmm? Like there's a team called Man City right now. They are chasing. How many are supporters of Man, Man City? Man City, Man City, Man City. Doesn't have support. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Arsenal people, your hearts are broken. The Lord will mend your heart. Let's look forward to the next season, Arsenal. Man, Man, Man United, are you here? Oh, Man United are here. Uh, Liverpool, you never walk alone. <laughs> There's one thing one Man City is fighting for. There's a cup they want. And it looks like they will have it. Because you can have all these other victories, but unless you have this particular one, you, 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 you're still a boy. You understand? You are still? Like Kenya, we are playing football. Yes, yes. We are really playing football. I'm telling you. We are really playing football. You go, you go to City Stadium, go to Nyayo Stadium and see how we are playing football in Kenya. It is football, yes. But most of the time, the ball is up there. But we are playing but when they bring people who play soccer, we are nowhere. I don't even know where. Have we ever gone to World Cup? Okay, I've shot, I've shot so high. Africa. <laughs> so there, is, there are things we cannot talk about. Because there are levels we haven't reached. You understand what I'm saying? So you can be in heaven, yes. But there are crowns which are not on your head. Me, I want to have all the crowns in heaven on my head. I want to enjoy all the privileges in heaven. I want to have everything that God has promised. That's why I'm working to make sure that whatever I do here contributes to my relevance in heaven. There's a crown. This Sunday I pray you will have a crown. In the swollen Sunday you will have a crown. That a man is weak. I say in the swollen Sunday service, you will have a crown of rejoicing. Shout a louder, amen. Yeah, I don't just want to make it to heaven. I want to make it to heaven properly. Hallelujah. Yeah, when men are walking in heaven, I'm also in that group of men. You know, they are men and boys. Yeah, some of you will walk, you'll be walking with boys. We even tell you, you, Tango, you made it by a whisker. I want to work with the boys. I want to work with the men, rather, not with the boys. I want to be decorated in heaven. Hallelujah. One time I'll preach to you about ranks in the spirit. We are not at the same in the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? That's why when Paul 
looked at a demon and said, in the name of Jesus, come out. The demon left. Then the sons of Sceva came and repeated the same words that Paul said. In the name of Jesus, come out. They say, which Jesus? <laughs> and they pounce on them and strip them naked. Look at the neighbor and tell them, we are not at the same in the spirit, in the spirit realm. We are not at the, at the same level. Number nine. Another benefit of soul winning, you acquire a new name. When you do soul winning, you acquire a new name. I think I've given you this story before. When I was growing up in primary, I think I was in class three or class four. There was a guy in our school. I think it was class three. He was called Magonjwa. Now, this guy was always sick. His name was Magonjwa. Always sick. Always sick. Every week, he was sickly. Magonjwa. I remember at some point he had, he, had, he had, I think, a skin disease. And nobody wanted even to touch him. He was called Magonjwa. One time I traveled home, and Ancestral home, and I met some of my cousins who were at home. And they had very interesting names. Very interesting names. Shida, Matatizo. There was one who was called Vituko. And I was talking to the father and he told me, this guy is a real Vituko. I mean, he gave him hell. But you see, it's because they called him Vituko. Please don't call your children Vioja, via, via Mahakamani or something. I mean, use nice names. Because names have power. If you call somebody sickly, they will become sick. If you call somebody weak, they will become weak. If you, come, if you call somebody a loser, they will, be a, they will be losers. So names are very, very powerful. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you become a soul winner, you change your name. Because we have been given names. People have given us names. People have called us losers. Isn't it? Yeah, people have called us, we'll never amount to anything. People have dismissed us. Life has called us names. Failure. You can never amount to anything. You can never build anything. You can never become anything. You are a loser. You will never be married. Those are names. You are just a Mubabas. Do you know Mubabas? <laughs> or a Sponyo. Those are names. You are stupid. You are ugly. Your head is full of porridge. Names. We've been given names. One of the ways of reversing those names is by doing soul winning. Tell your neighbor, reverse that name that you've been given. Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 26. Give me from King James Version of the Bible. KJV first and then you'll give me New King James and then you'll give me NLT. Let's begin with KJV. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against thee and cast thy law behind their backs and slew their prophets, which testified against them to turn them to thee, and they wrought great provocations. Then verse 27 talks about the disobedience of the children of God. Therefore thou deliveredest them into the hand of their enemies who vexed them, and in the, in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou hardest them from heaven, and according to thy manifold masses, thou gavest them, shout the name, saviors, who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. 
God sent saviors to deliver his children who were in bondage. Saviors who delivered them from the hand of their enemies. So God can give you the name saviors. You become the savior of men. That's what I'm telling you when you do soul winning. Your name changes from a man who has porridge in their head to become a man who saves lives. It's powerful. You become the savior of men. Savior of families. Savior of souls. Savior of people who are going to hell. Let's look at the same verse in another translation. And KGV. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against you, cast your laws behind their backs, and killed your prophets who testified against them to turn them to yourself. And they worked provocations. Verse 27. Therefore you delivered them into the hand of their enemies who oppressed them, and in the time of their trouble when they cried to you, you heard from heaven, and according to your abundant mercies, you gave them deliverance. Hmm who saved them from the hand of their enemies. So you will become a savior, but at the same time, you will become a deliverer. Now look at NLT. I love NLT. Look at what it says. But despite all this, they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed your prophets who warned them to return to you. And they committed terrible blasphemies. Verse 27. So you handed them over to their enemies who made them suffer. But in their time of trouble, they cried to you, and you heard them from heaven, and in your great mercy, you sent them, shall the word, liberate us, who rescued them from their enemies. This week I prophesy, saviors will arise from this congregation. I prophesy, deliverers will rise from this congregation. I prophesy, liberators will arise from this congregation. We shall liberate souls. We shall deliver souls. We shall save souls. May God use you to deliver a family. May God use you to deliver and set free a, 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 a soul that is bound for hell. May God use you to liberate a man or a woman who is in bondage in the name of Jesus. Give somebody high five and tell them my name is changing this week my name is changing this week my name is changing in this season my name is changing i declare that your name is changing in this season you will be a savior of man you will be a deliverer of man you will be a liberator of man shout a louder amen under your watch, your neighbors will not go to hell. Under your watch, your brothers and your sisters will not go to hell. Under your watch, your colleagues at the place of work will not go to hell. You will save them. You will deliver them. You will call them from their darkness into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. Shout a louder yes in this house. Tell your neighbor, I am a savior of man. I am a deliverer of man. I am a liberator of man. Stand to your feet. Last scripture, James chapter 5, verse 19. My dear brothers or brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, verse 20. Let him know that he who turns a sinner from error of his way 
will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. You are here because your sins have been covered. Somebody needs to be here because you covered them as well. How many people have you covered? How many souls have you saved? How many families have you saved? How many people have you liberated from the shackles of sin? Why are you enjoying salvation alone? It's time to change your name. Become a liberator. Become a savior of men. Become a deliverer of those who are lost. Can I hear an amen? Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazutechero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.